and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Pallier Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the fifth episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. And today I'm really, really, really excited to introduce to you Amneha Gupta. She is the owner of Elite Private Tutors. And um, y'all are going to love this. She makes mom's life easier with academic coaching, test prep, and organization for their children. Um, She graduated the top of her class at Rice University. Um, Sounds like she was a pretty motivated student herself. And she also spoke at graduation at Episcopal High School. Currently, she's writing a book um, to help teams, teams, teens, to get into the college of their dreams. And she has an extensive team of top tutors and academic coaches in Houston. So welcome, Neha. Thanks so much, Colleen. So um, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I can't believe it's already April, and um, I'm sure you know it, that the school is definitely winding winding up. Finals are around the corner. Stress is amping up for both kids and moms. And one thing I've noticed, it seems like one of the biggest battles moms have is with their teens around – you know, school issues. I mean, they see their kids procrastinating, you know, that moms kind of go to the store, they come walk walk back in and there their kids are on the phone or just not doing what they need to be doing. Um, I see they lie to their parents and say, yeah, I did my work and they didn't. Um, Or they just act like they don't even really care. And um, and then what I know about moms is that moms will get online because most schools have some way of for parents to get online, and then they check their kids' grades, and, and then they're completely stressed out. Um, and I think school is, like, one of the biggest reasons that moms and teens fight, especially, like, this time of year. And one of the things I talk about in my Powerless Parenting Program is and um, is it these powerless parenting messages that moms get not not out of textbooks but they're just kind of floating in the atmosphere and one of those is that moms feel like they have to do everything by themselves it's like all on their shoulders and um, and then they end up feeling like complete failures because they can't you know it's just really impossible there's so much going on for moms so what I talk about, especially in my private practice or in my programs, is that you need to build a mom team. It's not all on you. You really can bring people in and really strategically to help you build, to give your team everything they need. And this actually really, like, protects your relationship with your son and daughter. So this is why I'm really, really excited about Neha being here, because I think a great place to start 
when you're building a mom team is having a good tutor or organizational coach. So, so Neha, if you could say, like to the moms out here, we, out there, we have moms um, who are in the Houston area, but we have moms all over the country, and, and I know we actually have moms who are going to be listening to this really all over the world. So when do you think it's a good time for a mom to get a tutor? So I would say, you know, everything that you're saying totally resonates with so many of the moms I work with. And one of the major things is is to really focus on seeing the minute you see your child's grade drop. So, for example, if your child brings home something much lower than what they typically do, it means that they have had a gap in learning. And most subjects are very cumulative, meaning they all build upon the last topic. Mm, what happens yeah. is, is they assume that the child will take the time to learn everything backwards and then move forward. But in reality, what students will do is just keep moving forward, not realizing that they have a complete gap in learning. And then you start to see the grades taper lower and lower. So the right time to really hire a tutor or to get someone on your team to make your life easier is the minute that you see that grade drop. Even if it's a session or two, at least we can teach the child exactly what they're missing so that they have the confidence for the next test or quiz. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, now, what do you do when, when um, I'm sure, I mean, to help moms, because a lot of times the moms will say, you know, why don't, why don't I get you a tutor? And then the kids say, I don't want one. I mean, how would you coach <laughs> the mom about that? Yeah, and it's really funny. And I think that's why we kind of switched our name uh, to our tutors as academic coaches, um, because what happens is, is students seem to think there's something wrong with them. Um, I was a top performer in high school, and I was actually someone that was adamant about not getting a tutor myself because yeah. I didn't want to admit to my parents that, you know, chemistry is a tough subject. Um, right. You know, and, and my dad actually went to IIT, and he got a chemical engineering degree. So, it's you know, it's like – but it was a battle every day where he would try to teach me um, chemistry, and we would just fight a lot. And I realized that, you know, when we got a tutor in, it made our relationship better and yeah. it made me understand the subject better. So one of the things I would say is maybe calling it something different, like, hey, why don't I bring a coach in who's like an expert at it, who's close to your age? Like they're actually in college and they're only like three years older than you and they took the same class. Sometimes mm. when you introduce it in that way, I think unfortunately tutor has a negative con connotation. Um, and so I've seen when parents say, look, you know, I see your stuff is dropping. This can be a private matter. No one has to know you have a, a coach here. But it's just like having a coach for tennis or for lacrosse or football. Academics, to me, is a sport. So, mm -hmm. when, so when you start to see a gap in learning, it's time to bring a coach in, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think it's having that, like, positive um, verbiage and different way of affirming that you're still doing fine as a child, but letting them know that, hey, this is just a coach coming in, it makes it sound, it, it makes it sound less of, you know, there's something wrong with you, you know, we need to get a tutor. Like there's a, there's a way to say it and there's a tone that you can say it in that makes children feel more comfortable. Oh, that is so, so true. I love that because a coach really does um, have a different feel than, 
going to a tutor? Because I know, I mean, so many kids have such shame about their grades, and I think that's what moms don't get. You know, they think they don't care, but a lot of times, um, and, and you can tell me what you think about this. I mean, I think kids give up. They they get stuck, and they just feel like they're stupid, and they can't do it. Um, and so if, if, a, if a mom, sometimes moms will say things that are not helpful because they're so frustrated, and, um, and, and it's not, you know, and moms can be, say, I've said some dumb things myself, but it's like, you can get so frustrated, you can say things like, you mean, you think you're going to get in college with those kind of grades? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's very true. I actually was at a student's house yesterday for two hours later just talking to the parents and, you know, because I, I really love studying a little bit about how, you know, parenting affects, uh, you know, exactly how students do. And, and it's true. What happens is when a, I would say honestly, and I did the same thing, as a teenager, if you're pretty driven or in general, if you're not driven, you will start to link your self-worth with your grades. It's the only mm. thing that you're valued for in your brain in terms mm. of, like, what you're outputting to society. You don't get paid. You don't have a job. You're not really contributing. Your grades are the way that you really define yourself. And and that's kind of how American society is, has made it in a way. The education system has made it very clear. Your grades are a reflection of who you are. Um, yeah. And the problem is, is every student is not going to be good at every subject. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason they're all in school is to learn. It's not to know everything before you walk in. Right. And, and what happens is when parents say things like you just said, and I, I hear it all the time and it breaks my heart as, as a coach is when they say something like, you're, you're not even going to go to a good college because of your grades. That's not a true statement. There are so yeah. many other things about a child outside of their grades that prove that they do deserve an opportunity to go to a good college. At the same time, there is a bit of truth to the statement. There's just ways of wording it that can really bring out um, a more positive environment right. instead of putting your child on a defense. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so how can a, a tutor, coach, person, whatever you call it, be helpful? Because I think, I think a lot of times moms don't even know you know, all the things that you, you could do. Yeah, so it's interesting. We um, so we tutor mostly in the Houston area, but we've actually done Skype coaching all over the U.S., um, which has been really exciting because we get to work with different types of families, cultures, and and overall awesome. just seeing trends really uh, across the nation. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things that tutors can do, or, or coaches, I, I like to call them coaches, is that we can come in there and really start to see exactly where your child is floundering and start mm-hmm. to pick up the pieces within the first 15 to 20 minutes. So wow. for, for a mom that's like, I don't understand why my child is all of a sudden making 20s on her algebra test, within 20 to 25 minutes, we know exactly what your child is doing wrong. Because, mm-hmm. like, for example, my team, 85% of my team are valedictorians. Wow. Um, you know, they... The other graduated top 2%, most have made a 2250 or above on their SAT or a 33 or above on the ACT. So rather perfect scores. And what it is is we know exactly what the study habits and methods to the, you know, the method to the madness is to making an A in any class. 
Mm, and yeah. that that translate like once we teach the child all of those elite level strategies, they can start transferring it over to all of their other classes. We'll even oh. sit there and relate like Spanish to algebraic formulas. Because if you understand the formulas of grammar, you can understand that it's similar to having a sheet of all your formulas in algebra, geometry, physics. It's all similar. So in a way, a coach can come in and really break it down very simply and say, you're totally not doing these three things, and these are the things you have to do to make an A. And then we make it a habit for the child, and then they don't need us anymore. And honestly, that's the goal for me is I don't want a, a student who's stuck on us all four years in high school. I want them to do really well and then get honor roll and then know the habits and move on from us. Um, oh, that's but so the goal great. Is, yeah, the goal is really just to make mom's lives easier because really the amount of tension I see, it's very painful to watch. And, and it was in my house. You know, I grew up Indian, so, you know, the tiger mom view, yes, I had the tiger mom in a lot of ways. My mom doesn't seem to think she was the tiger mom. But, um, but yeah, I'd bring home a 96, and my parents would say, where are the other four points? Oh, oh my goodness. You know, so I think there's so many different styles of parenting. But, you know, right. the, the, the point now that I'm older and I look at it, they're saying to me was, hey, if you can make a 96, you can make a 100. I, I mean, I think that would have been a better way of saying it. Um, <laughs> but in general, I think it's it's this, like, interesting world where moms are trying to find a grounding on what parenting style is effective. And the thing is, it really depends on child to child. Right, right. Well, one of the things that I, lo- I love that you're talking about, and, and I do that in my practice also, I mean, I, I have teenagers come in and I say that I'm I'm a coach because they don't want to go to a therapist. I mean, that's right. really bad. You know, then they're really yeah. screwed up. But if I'm saying I'm coaching them how to live their lives better in relationships and really get the most of their life, then – and they quickly see that I'm really helpful. But one of the things that you're talking about, and I think that is so great about what a coach does, is you take you take the emotion out of it. Yeah, you know, because it, it and it really is like it, it doesn't have to be an emotional thing. It can be just a strategy. Right. Right. And and what happens is parents fall into a pattern with their children and the teen falls into pattern with their parent where there's certain tones that are used in the voice or there's certain looks right. of dismay that happen. And I, I'm sometimes I'm literally sitting in the middle of it between a mom and a daughter. Oh, my goodness, me I bet you are. Yeah. Oh, all the time on a weekly basis <laughs> where I'm advocating for the teen a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, if the mom is continually being hard on the child, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell right. someone they're crappy, they become crappy. I know that's yeah. like a weird way of saying it, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where, we have to really break those patterns in communication between parent and child because you don't want your child to feel fearful, walking on eggshells, or defensive. Right, right. That's a huge theme in in Power Your Parenting because um, a lot of times when parents are feeling powerless, they end up using things like you just said or using shame or using threats. And I know you know this, but that never works. 
and it, it it's and that's what you it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy and what you're doing what I and what I love and what I like to do in my program is you really want you want to build success as um Brene Brown used would talk about mm-hmm. that you really teach hope by breaking things down into practical steps so if a kid goes well I could do that then you're building their self-esteem you're building hope and that's the thing that's motivating is like that I would, and I'd like to hear what you, you what you would say about that. But it's when the kids see, like, yeah. man, I can do this. Totally, totally. And it's interesting you talk about Brene Brown. I actually sent to our entire um, e-newsletter on in January, on January first. I sent out the parenting manifesto that she has. Mm, that's um, right. And I really highly suggest it. It's it's amazing. It talks about like everything in terms of how to handle grief, fear, success, everything. Um, right. And I read it and I thought to myself, like, wow, this is this is some powerful stuff. But I agree. It really, I try to tell everyone the secret sauce of what I do, honestly, is positivity. And mm-hmm. we live in a culture where we're constantly, at, and I'm huge on the female empowerment side of things. I just did an event at Rice focusing on um, female empowerment and entrepreneurship with college kids. Awesome. But you have to think about it. I started my tutoring company at 16. I was a teenager when I made the decision <laughs> that this is what I wanted to do. Wow. So you have to understand that your teenager is a full, they're full of potential. And if you can work on unlocking it and seeing what it is they like to do and start gravitating towards giving them the resources, whether it's events, travel, cultural things, activities, find ways to connect with them outside of, you know, the whole academic side so that you enjoy your relationship with them. I mean, I think that's why we get hired a lot as coaches is we handle all the nitty-gritty so that you can enjoy your kid like you did when they were younger. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I I just don't think it – I just don't feel that it's, you know, to connect and feel love and connection with your child – it doesn't have to involve like yelling at them over homework. Right, right. Yes. Um, it's interesting. One of the national statistics say that parents and teens on average fight 20 times a month. And if you break that down, um, that's like Monday through Friday, some fight, which is probably around school. So, um, and then they're probably gone on the weekends. So you can eliminate a lot of that by building this this mom team and I do think for my moms it's uh, I really 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 see and having worked with teens for now like 30 years but I'm I'm only only like 35 but um but what I've seen is that the relationship is it the relationship you have with your teen is I, is is that secret sauce, and that is the best predictor of success for kids. And the reason for that is that they're connected to you. They 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 feel that support, and you are that lifeline. So if you are always in a battle with them, then um, then they are set up for shame. So yeah, ha- hiring someone to help coach 
with academics can really allow you to have that relationship. So, Neha, um, one of the things I know that some of my parents have asked about um, is, like, helping kids. I mean, they're, like, really totally disorganized, and they have to say, you know, did you do your paper? Have you started this? And and that constant, what I call, like, the 24-hour monitor, the checking drives the kids nuts. Do you right. have anything that helps um, teens organize? Absolutely. One of the major, major things that we focus on is organizational coaching. I used to bake it into our academic coaching program, but we started to notice that we could not get grades up plus organize students at the same time because they're two different, very, very different skills to get done in a session. Mm-hmm. One of the major things that students are struggling with is finding a system that works. So most schools now have an online portal, but 90%, no, maybe that's too much, 50% of, like, teachers are still old school and they don't update the portal. Oh, yeah. So you've got a system that, in theory, is supposed to be effective, but in reality is only giving you half the information. Mm -hmm. So, and then the moms... (laughs) <laughs> the moms are checking it nonstop, yeah, and some of them are. add it to their own calendar. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah, they do. It's, it's constantly changing, and then there's so many teachers who say, I understand there's a system, but I have my syllabus, and this is I've printed it out, and this is how students should know. So, mm-hmm. so one of the things we suggest is there's a few different things. The planner is like my go-to. I believe that writing things down, and it's, I, I'm – I know moms agree with me on this and are going to, like, cheer to this. When you write something down, you read it, you remember it ten times more than if you type it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe in having a written planner with you at all times when you're in school. Um, and then the second one, obviously, is, like, iCal or an online calendar. But I don't suggest that students use these online portals because they're not effective in the sense that they're always changing and they're 50% complete. Um, so I would say that's like number one in terms of organization is having one system and sticking to it. And one of the that's things good. we have to do is they have to form the habit. It's just like when you go and work out yourself versus when you have a personal trainer to form the habit over 21 days. With students, right. they love it when we come in and say, okay, let me see your planner. And they know if they haven't filled it out, we'll give them a look that drives them a little nuts, right? We won't say anything because, like, we're not the parent. As a mentor, yeah. we won't say anything because we can't say what we're really thinking. But we'll look at them and say, hey, come on, like, you know better. What's going on? And um, I think what's different about it, and I was talking to a parent yesterday, is that, like, the difference is I also I am not the parent. So there is a different role that parents tend to play. Yeah. And the reason parent moms like specifically love having mentors around is that honestly there are statistics that have been shown that students who meet like regularly with mentors are 52% li- less likely to skip class, um, 46% less likely to use illegal drugs and 27% less likely to start drinking. So oh, those are great. There's, yeah. There's something to be said about having someone who's just a little bit older than your child coming in and saying, yeah, I go to a top university. This is what I'm majoring in. This is what I want to be when I grow up. Because sometimes 
children think the age gap between you and them is like decades and decades and decades. Whereas when you have an in-between who's successful and very academically like strong can say, okay, this is how you do it. So, so yeah, I would say the planner is like one of the most important things. And then accountability is like the second most. Some moms will even do this where they buy like a huge calendar. You just have to make sure it works for your child because it may work for you, but it may not work for them. Right. Right. Oh, this is great. Great stuff. So, now, what what advice would you have for moms? I mean, not every mom is going to get a coach. Um, of course. But what what is it that they can do to help their kids with their with their academics? Um, so I would say there's like three things that they can really focus on. Um, number one, one of the most big things they can help their child with is clearing their child's social calendar. Um, mm. We're in an epidemic of being busy all the time. And the problem is, is you're dealing with a teenager who does not have the expertise of time management that, that a mom does because a mom right. has been doing it since they gave birth um, to a child. I mean, they literally were on a set schedule to feed that kid, bathe it, everything. So they have to realize that their child does not have those time management skills yet. Um, yeah. And so if you jam-pack their calendar with, social dinners, events, galas, whatever it is that you're taking your child to, you should look and see how much time do they actually have to do homework and study. Um, Second thing is, yeah, second thing is really think hard. And I obviously was a nerd, so I didn't, and I tried sports. I didn't do very well in them, but (laughs) I still tried them out to see if I could do them. Um, But I do have to say is find out if the course load your child has plus a sport, is really feasible. A lot of parents will stick their kids in sports because they think it's a necessity. And for some families, maybe it is. You know, I think every family is different. But really do the math out of, and I do this all the time with my kids. I'm like, how many hours are in a week? How many hours do you sleep, shower, eat? Let's take care of the basic needs. How many hours are you in school? Practice for a sport, games, um, transportation time since traffic's horrible everywhere and then um your homework quizzes and tests like do you really have time if you're in all honors and ap courses so you know and and possibly social time since they value that so much so that would be the second thing is like really appropriately deciding if at your child's level of time management drive motivation um everything can they really add a sport or a heavy activity like theater or things like that? Yeah. Um, and as you can see, I'm like hitting back on time management because it's, it, I mean, really, I, I do believe this is all about time management. And then third, the most important is really focusing on like positive affirmations with your child. Um, yeah. Telling them you're proud of them. I mean, I can't tell how many parents will tell me how proud they are of their child, but they can't look their child in the eye and say it. And it's because there's a level of resentment and anger and frustration about where they are in school um, mm. that it creates this, like, tension. Um, yeah. And I think most moms don't realize this, but most children just want your approval. Mm. I mean, That's true. they really just want your approval. And the more you're harder, the more of a vicious cycle it is. So if you start changing your game and your strategy, it'll confuse your child. And it it will change 
the patterns that are set that may have been negative or difficult in that household and that tension. Um, but I think like there should be on a, a mom's schedule, like weekly to tell your child, I am proud of you because the amount of things I hear as a coach, which moms don't hear about bullying kids, feeling crappy about who they are. Um, and these are good kids. These are good kids. They're going to be amazing adults. They're kind and thoughtful. Um, and they're just going through a rough patch, you know? Yeah. So I would say like positive affirmations with your kid and trying to be as authentic as you can. Um, right. Even though it may not be easy, remember that as a parent, it's so important who, who it is that shows up that day for their child. So I would say those are kind of my top three things for like any mom trying to do this on their own. I think those would make a huge difference in, um, in how their child does academically. Well, that is so awesome. Um, and one of the things I think that every, I think um, moms on the line would feel is hopeful after you've been talking because I think what happens is I know since I am a mom of an 18-year-old is is that we're so tuned into our kids that you know we we're on that roller coaster with them if we're not if we're not paying attention and so and and I'll tell you Colleen a teen can easily pull you onto that roller coaster because they know all your <laughs> yeah they can. <laughs> I mean, there's no joke. <laughs> Teens know exactly. I mean, that relationship very, very delicate. You know, right. um, you know, mom can definitely get pulled in on that roller coaster. Right. You know, and one of, one of the things I like to tell my moms is 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 what what you're saying is it's not only to to tell them I'm proud of you, but moms have to do their own internal work first. Because they are looking at, oh my gosh, you you know you didn't make a hundred, and so moms need to to um, I have exercises in my program where they have to write every day, what are you grateful for, you know where where do you see that they're making movement, and so I help the moms notice the the positive things because a lot of times moms don't see it because they all they see is their worry. And the more that the moms can internally see that, their their hope is going to go up, and and then the kids are going to feel it. And so it would be a totally. natural way for moms to say, you know, I'm really proud of you. Yeah, so. I totally agree. And one of the things I was looking at um, that I just put out in my newsletter, too, about, um, like, parenting skills and things like that is just the whole concept of focusing on yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. Like, I was tutoring yesterday and then mom was like I'm heading to book club Neha thanks for being here like and I looked at her and I said wow you're like the head of national charity league you do book club you manage two kids I mean and she's like I have to find the time for myself to read this book and spend time with my friends and I was like how cool is that right you know she takes that time for herself because I feel like I feel like mom should get a gold star every single day for the amount of thought that goes into making sure all of the children stay alive on a daily basis. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? And fed yeah. and everything else. Um, that it is so important to take, I would say, a minimum of 30 minutes or 15 minutes even. could be even your five-minute drive to yourself and focus on 
you really as a mom, because it's so easy to be swept up in the motions of a family mm-hmm. and to kind of feel that you're not breathing over like everything that's happening. So I totally agree. I think being grateful is huge because it cuts out worry and fear completely to say something like, I'm so grateful. You know, I have a beautiful daughter and an amazing, you know, husband or an amazing child who, you know, recently did well on history or something like that. It it reminds you to focus on the positive. Yeah. And that energy. There we go. Back to the positive. So, totally. um, Nao, we have run out of time, but um, <laughs> okay, great. I'm so grateful for you being on this call. And one of the things that I have noticed is that you have a report, um, a free report that I think some of these moms might be interested in. Would you like to talk about it? Yeah, um, one of my one of the things I have um, is I can send you a report specifically on the importance of mentorship um, and um, the effects it has on children overall. Um, and I can kind of put together a list of resources for you too um, that really can help moms move forward in helping their children academically. Yeah, and you have on your site is how to stop your child from being entitled and motivated and disorganized. Oh yes. Yes, I do have that article. I can definitely send that to you. <laughs> so, um, so if you go to um, Elite Private Tutors, is that correct? Yeah, ElitePrivateTutors.com. Yes. So if you go there, you can get that free report. And um, like you said, you have a, a weekly newsletter with sounds like all sorts of wonderful tips that can help parents. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, this has been great, and I know what you have shared is going to help a lot of moms. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Colleen. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.